you to dismantle. Yes, another great episode about to begin. It's going to be unforgettable. Yes, uh, we didn't start the unforgettable, unforgettable. fire. Unforgettable. <laughs> we didn't start the unforgettable fire. Or are we calling this the Empire Strikes the Unforgettable Fire? <laughs> That's good. The Unforgettable Fire Strikes Back. <laughs> great. Hey, so as you can imagine, we're going to talk about the Unforgettable Fire U2's album. But first, we've got a couple other things. Yeah, we're uh, we're gonna reach out to our fan base. Uh, we're getting a lot of plays here. We're we're gonna take donations <laughs> so that we can buy the official U2 dismantled official Edge Stratocaster <laughs> for eight eighteen hundred dollars. Yeah. It costs. It is a uh, signed by the Edge, designed by the Edge, designed in close collaboration with the Edge. Is this now? Is there a limited number of these, or is it you know, like a limited edition? Or I am scouring the the internet page looking for that exact information, and I cannot find anything. Hmm. I think it's one of those things. If you order it, they'll build you one. Right. Okay. You know okay. what I mean? Can you select your colors, or how's that work? Um, black. The only color is black. Is it optional, or is it like edge cho- chosen colors, or something? It's designed in close collaboration. That's all I'm. That's all I'm seeing. Was that mean somebody <laughs> handed him a picture and said, "I think said, if you if, if you pick up this guitar, you'll sound you'll just it'll just immediately play bad, not badly. It'll no, no, play the, the song, the song bad. bad. Yeah, which we'll talk marks. about on the today. But for our huge fan base, just to let you know, we have a website: youtubedismantle.com. And if you'd like to email us, you can email us at info at youtubedismantle.com. We'd love to hear from you. We want to know what you guys think about our theories, our analysis. When you're in this U2ology mm. class, U2 101, here the survey course yeah. where we're handling unforgettable fire, and you're, you'd like to like you're you're trolling, yeah, or you'd like to debate the professors. Like that. No, Bring it we, on. We want to hear from you because you know yes. there's lots of uh, ways to interpret this, and we'd like to actually take a moment or a show maybe and just talk about some of our fans, you know, what they thought about things and their theories. So info at u2dismantle.com and find us on Twitter and Facebook. If your theories are good enough, we'll we'll have you on here. That's right. Hey, maybe guest star. <laughs> guest starring. So you want to get into the Unforgettable Fire? I, I, why don't you give me your, you always put me on the spot for this part. Why don't you give me your overview, first of all? Deep dive? Yeah. Why don't you set it up? All right. Unforgettable Fire released October 1st, 1984. This is Ida, Eno and, uh, how do you say his Le- last name? Lanois. Lanois, okay. Yeah. Produce- I only know that because there's a, you know, there's a video where Bono introduces him as Daniel Lanois. Yeah, I knew it wasn't like just how you... He- Lanois. Yeah, it wasn't like that. I was like, oh, <laughs> Lanois. Yeah, it's Lanois. So, you know, they sought to kind of give the group a creative reboot. They kind of wanted to change things up a little bit, give you two, and it kind of really marks the first album that's really became what... It's a most- masterpiece. I'm just going to put it out there. This is their first masterpiece. Uh, but it becomes becomes like the first kind of U2 sounding album, if that makes the most sense. Yeah, I, I found an interesting quote. Um, I forget which of the band members it was, but they were saying that they very easily could have been the next The Who or, you know, something like that and just pounded out rockers and filled stadiums for the rest of their career. But they decided that they didn't want to do that. Anymore. Yeah. And so glad they did. Went very experimental. So, on this yeah. Movie. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of like the 
I don't know, like the Kid A or the Radiohead, you know, weirdo type thing of the 1984. Well, compared to what they were doing um, between Boy and War, just were straight Steve Lillywhite rockers, and we got some kind of there's some there's some kind of weirder sounds on here, and uh, there's really only like one or two straightforward rockers, and mm-hmm. the rest is kind of more atmospheric and and uh, dream dream synth kind of. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So um, we're gonna get into that. Peaked at number 12 on the Billboard charts. Fryer, the song with their first single, Unforgettable Fire. I'm sorry, the album actually was number one in Britain again. Um, and in this case, it toppled David Bowie's Tonight. Rest in peace. Yep. The title is taken from an art exhibit that they visited uh, somewhere Japan. They were in Japan yeah. um, about the bombing, bombing of Hiroshima. Mm-hmm. It was titled The Unforgettable Fire. We... If you uh, if you uh, just do an image search of, of Unforgettable Fire art exhibit, you'll see some of the pieces there uh, from from that art exhibit, and it must have had a profound impact on uh, the guys. And I, I remember another quote where uh, Bono says that it's also just inspired by being in Japan and, yeah. and you know being a, a visitor there and and uh, trying to I don't know he's trying to capture like feelings in in poetry, which is a new thing for him and. So some of those kind of more abstract lyrics are connect. They're not. They're not as solid. I guess it's it's it, it's more of an abstraction in lyrics because he's trying to capture uh, just how he felt mm-hmm. being in different places and experiencing different things. So um, I guess we'll we'll talk a little more about that. I guess, but um, th- overall, the album has a sort of uh, fluid feel. Sure, and that's in part because of those sort of uh, underdeveloped, more abstract lines very interesting you say that uh, i have two um quotes from both bono and the edge about the album um both of them consider this album thematically and sonically it's actually a word that bono used sonically connected to joshua tree which i can definitely uh understand oh, yeah. that um edge actually considers unforgettable fire to be an impressionistic yet out of focus album mm. and again he feels it was just unforgettable fire or joshua tree is an extension of unforgettable fire I, yeah i can kind of see uh you know joshua tree is is sort of the uh impressionistic picture of america <laughs> yeah. i can see unforgettable fire is sort of a you know the the picture of ireland mythical kind of fairy tale type ireland and compared with the real ireland that bono knows that's interesting because I, I got a, i got a different kind of uh, feel for it but we can talk about that as we go along here um, cool. Yeah. Just one of the other things. I don't know if you're aware of this. Chrissy Hind of the Pretenders uh, has some guest vocals on Pride. Some backing vocals. Really? Yep. I did not know yep. that. And uh, of course, the CNC Music Factory actually covered Pride in the early '90s. I I remember that. I remembered that too. That's I was like, <laughs> oh my word. Yeah. Gonna make you sweat. No. <laughs> I, had, I had a friend. Who uh, did not know that Pride was a U2 song, which, I don't know, do you live under a rock? I yeah. don't know. But she uh, asked me... But she knew the CNC Music Factory? Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> a, I thought that was Whitney Houston. Yeah, are you serious? Yeah. yeah. All right. So do we want to get into the overall kind of impression of the album? Because I don't really have much else here. Yeah, let's 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 dive. I was right on with it. Very dreamy. has a lot of kind of dreamscapes, ambient sounds to it. Which I like. It's a mm-hmm. uh, it creates kind of this atmosphere and really kinds of gives gives this um, sense of environment to it that you don't get in a lot of other kind of music, especially when, like you said, I like that quote you were talking about them 
they could have just been rock, you know, pounded out rock and roll music, yeah. and then they kind of changed things up here. So, and I think that the fact that it was recorded at Slane Castle added to that. Definitely, they recorded it in an old Irish castle, and I'm sure that there were a lot of ghosts there for that for that recording. And there's a lot of you know, just you know, a lot of spirits hovering around. You know, old Irish spirits. They did uh, move eventually to uh, Windmill Studios, too, as well. Uh, I like it because I think this is a really the first time where U2 is not trying to be someone else, but they're trying to be U2. Mm. Yeah, they're not trying wow, to be yeah. the punk band or the Clash like we talked about in other weeks. This is yes. U2 being U2. Mm-hmm. Joy Division. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. No, this is this is definitely the first. This is like the, the first absolutely U2 album. There's a lot of this album seems to be about destruction and rebuilding. Two Martin Luther King songs. And I assume you're saying Pride and ML, MLK. Yeah. See, I, and I. Well, let's get in. We'll get into that a little later. Okay. We're talk about Pride, but um, could themes? Could the theme really be about moments in our, and images in our lives about that individually and collectively shape us and make us stronger too? There's a lot of that kind of things that are impacting to the singer. You know, so much so that they're unforgettable. Yeah. Think, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I think this is a very layered album. And this is where I kind of very much agree with The Edge. Like, this is kind of, there's a little bit of unfocused here. I don't think it's a bad thing, Mm-mm. but I think there's a lot of different kind of themes intertwined and mixed together. And I think very sophisticatedly um, compared to some of the other past albums. Really? Because I, 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 I know what you're saying, and yeah. I do think it's sophisticated in a way, but I definitely think that they're just going all in. And I don't think they're worried yet. I think. I think it's Brian Eno. I, I don't know what the exact quotes are, but he's he's just indulging every road they want to go down. Sure, and maybe that's probably it's probably part cool. of it. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know if that. Well, maybe it's not it, intentional. The kind of yeah impression. I, of, I don't. I don't think that they're being I, sophisticated here. I think they're being. I don't mean sophisticated like a uh, arrogant, like you know upper crust kind of way. Just kind no, of, I know. There's a lot of I, I know, mixing. I know and what weaving. you mean. Yeah, I think that. It, it's almost accidental what happened. Yeah, well, that could be I think it's true. chance, I think. They were changing things up. It just seemed like there was a lot of kind of interwoven themes yeah. and things. One of the things I kind of got, and I know you're talking about the Ireland thing, um, and we can get into this in some of the other songs, is to me this almost seemed like the beginning. Of, it seemed like they took a summer road trip across America and wrote about things that they saw. Really? Yeah, and we can get into huh. that. Because that's, that's, you know what joshua tree is right i think this is the kind of the like the first yeah, part of that they're definitely they're like sister albums almost or something uh, and like, i can explain in that especially like uh the, the one song um oh man what now it's escaping uh promenade that's uh, out that sounds like somebody uh, who is looking promenade. at summer activities in the united states of america roman candles burning all roman candles. like i love that song if you look at the lot of like Coca-Cola, football, I don't, you know, it, it sounds yeah. like there's a lot You're of... You're definitely right, but I, it's it's a lot of circle imagery. Too. Well, let's let's hold off on this. Yeah, let's bookmark this until we get to well, that. Well, and that's what I mean. Like, there's a, lot yeah. of, there's a lot of complexity to this, whether it's intentional or not. You know, that's... We can debate that, but somehow there's a lot of kind of interwoven themes that I think you can okay. draw. Okay, I, I see the America then. You can draw okay. out a lot of things. Too. You might be right. You might be right here. And I don't know. Yeah. Well, hold the, the whole side B is Fourth of July, Indian Summer Elvis Sky. Presley in Elvis America. Presley I mean, America. I, okay. I don't think Indian Summer Sky is a very Irish thing. No. 
Nah, I don't think Fourth of July is an Irish thing at all either. Uh, of course, right? <laughs> but you understand right. what I'm saying? There's a lot of and, yeah, and, no, I, I and maybe not intentionally, or you know, it might have been just their first kind of. But again, I think there's a lot more to this. There's they're starting to get very interested in the idea of America. Yeah, I think because the next one is Wide Awake in America, just an, an EP, and then of course the Joshua Tree. Right, and then rattle and hum is just but which again very uh, American yeah. kind of yeah. style music. I wonder what that's about. They were just touring a lot. I don't know. Well, the other thing is that it seems like a lot of the songs are about kind of trying to reach somebody, you know, somebody who's struggling or trying to convince. Convince might yeah. be strong, but I it's I don't know. I get a real um, nostalgic kind of vibe, like almost like boy in a way, like I. I don't know. I don't know if that's just my um, listening because, you know, of how I feel about it. But I, I, all the songs are just very like uh, I don't know. I, I can't even put my finger on it. Yeah. Like they just they they make you long for like some sort of perfect place. I guess like almost like a dream world um, that's that's not possible. Especially unforgettable. Like the title track, especially unforgettable fire. Mm-hmm. It's it just sounds like it's from some other world. Yeah, no, absolutely. That, that is the impression I got from the and same exact impression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very dreamy. Very. And I also want to be there. Yeah, like that's where I want to live too. In right. the in the place you're going home to, in a sort of homecoming. It's interesting, sort of homecoming. Do we want to start there? That's a good place to start, All I right. think. So that was actually the title of a book of poet, a poems by a sorry, a Nazi tr- concentration camp survivor. Wow. Uh, it's called a sort of homecoming. Which it's it's something about poetry as a sort of homecoming. Yeah. Is that yeah? It was a collection of the this uh, Nazi Holocaust uh, camp survivor basically uh, you put together some of his impressions and I you know you can imagine what you go through like that kind of experience and I, the the character in a sort of homecoming definitely passes away mm-hmm. and it's there's a definite apocalyptic uh, right. I guess Hiroshima type yeah. Uh, you know, bomb blast. I think he says that going on. Yeah, yeah, I saw that too. And again, was this like the anti nuke yeah. stuff going in here? But and it's uh, like they're escaping from it. Yeah, and it sounds so hopeful and positive. I, it, it's, it's, a, it's it's a gorgeous song. I, it, this is one of the most beautiful songs ever recorded. I'm just gonna put that out there, fans. And and it could could <laughs> starts the, with this absolute masterpiece. Could the bomb blast be not? could be more metaphorical again absolutely kind of like i think explosion I think that changes and wipes everything away you know I, I also think this song goes very well with the album cover like i see that the clouds rolling past the the castle as i as i listen to the song i can imagine that castle and the clouds rolling mm-hmm. by and it's just everything works very well with that yeah it's i get that kind of look of and is in that same kind of environment as the castle is in like somebody coming over the hill slowly walking down yeah. know, the backpack yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's a like it's almost like a, a a war scene yeah of like uh a couple escaping uh you know whatever the nazis or whatever whatever um enemy yeah and it's they're embracing some sort of uh you know she will die and live again tonight mm-hmm. it's uh my favorite part, my favorite part of that song, where Bono just is where Bono just stops saying words and screams. Um, it happens like a little more than halfway. It's like a little before the ending part. It's like he's just, I have nothing more to say. Takes it off with this, yeah. I think the general theme in here is about just rebel, rebuilding after a yeah. tragic event. 
Yeah, I think that's yeah, really like what it is. Like it's like that that spirit of humanity to keep yeah. going, and you know, it's it's not homecoming, but it's a sort of homecoming. Like this can be home now. Yeah, I think because like you could say, oh, it's war, it's lost love. Yeah. There's all kinds of different things here. Again, yeah. this is where I come in with like this. There's kind of a lot of complexity. And maybe yeah, so it's after the war. Yeah, yeah. Or it could be just simply after the like you know you lost somebody, uh, lost love, uh, some sort of tragic in your life. You know? Yeah. No, don't sorrow. No, don't weep. Yeah. For tonight, at last, I am coming home. Good, good start to the album. Sure. I, you, you, you're in love with the album four minutes into it. Mm-hmm. I, at least I was. <laughs> also, good song to start an album that doesn't sound like the previous three. Yeah. YouTube. It's the yeah. Yes, you're YouTube sort of not sounded like this. Yeah. Right, but you're you're saying. It's a sort of homecoming. So, again, if you're the fan who's listening to you 2 and you liked War, you liked October, you liked Boy, but then you come to yeah. this one, their first song is basically, it's a sort of homecoming for you. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's it, U2, it's familiar, but it's not quite what you're used to. There's a couple songs on War that kind of have this kind of sound emerging. I would think like maybe Drowning Man and Surrender have some sort of like, you know, chimey layers to them that can, you know, almost be on be something that would be on unforgettable fire but that that sound is is not um has not appeared before that shimmering shiny i don't know just so you too it sounds like you too absolutely as you and i understand them having you know come to them 10 years after you know this came out you know that that must have been what what octung baby sounded like i mean that one's definitely like a, another sound that this was the first dramatic change in their sound but I don't know. It's it's like this sound makes that old sound even more U two. Like it's all it's all it all sounds I, like U two. I think it's kind of like okay. I first got into U two. I want to say probably between Zeropa and, and uh, Pop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But my first love, of course, was Joshua Tree, and then Octum mm-hmm. Baby, and then Zeropa, and then Pop, and Pop came out, and I was like, what what is going on? It's yeah. totally different from my my first love was actually Zeropa. Okay. Um, but I did not know that it was U two. Okay. And I did not like YouTube, supposedly. I was into Nirvana and, you know, Pearl Jam and stuff like that. Grunge and mm-hmm. YouTube was too big, I guess, for me. Sure. I, keep in mind, I'm 12 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't cool enough yet. Before. Yeah. They weren't cool, exactly. Right. And I did not know that the Zeropa songs were U2. And then I was like, whoa, I actually love U2. And then here we are 20 years later. Doing the doing greatest podcast Dismantling. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's and send us your stories. How did how did you find out? Yeah, for sure. Let's move on to pride because uh, we're you know I think we could dismantle and we could do a whole show on sort of homecoming. But yeah, and we will someday. Pride, pride is another one. I think people jump straight to the MLK reference. I believe that is part of it, but I think it's again a much more layered and complex song. No, I, it's it's you know it could be it could even be Martin Luther. There's definitely Jesus yeah. references here. Yeah, it could be any like great leader for. Love. I've even heard know. some people claim that the washed up, one man washed on an empty beach is either Jonah or Gandhi. The barbed wire fence is uh, kind of going back to the concentration camp thing. Yeah. That there, so there's, a, I mean, I don't know, you know, what the one man on the empty beach is. One uh, man caught on a barbed wire fence could be uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. So too. again, a lot yeah. more to this than just. Well, it's the, it's it's purposely vague so that you can. And then I don't know if this was an accident on the writer's part, but apparently Martin Luther King was not shot in the early morning. Okay, I've heard that before, but in Ireland, 
Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking as yeah. well. Maybe there's time difference. I, I think they've addressed that. Honestly, I don't have a lot to say about this song. It kind of speaks for itself in a lot of ways. It does. Yeah. It does. And it's it's one of those, um, like Sunday Bloody Sunday, it's one of those songs that's very closely associated with the band. and mm-hmm. Everyone knows it, and it's on the radio all the time. Yeah even to this day and it's just one of their big 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 songs and it's it's also like an insurance policy for this kind of um stretching their legs kind of album because anyone that liked war is going to like this song and every it's going to sell you know copies yeah. because of this song and it's very radio friendly this uh, exactly song. it's not without its radio friendly hit even though they're going to get into some uncharted yeah. territory it's a great song it's great to hear live i think they've done it at every show i've been at i mean um, and the bottom line it's really just about love of fellow man it's and selfless service yeah i think it's yeah yeah it's definitely a non-violent um you know way, the way we make positive changes with non-violence of martin luther king or any number of right. uh, activists Wire. wire yeah heroin yeah I, this is a this is a again one too is it a i don't know one of, i heard one a lot of heroin of, songs yeah, that's what I heard too. Like, is uh, get off drugs basically. A struggle to kind of pull your somebody who's uh, involved in drug addiction to try to get them. Yeah, you're trying to convince them to, hey, get off of that. Pretty much thematically, same as bad. That, well, that's what I was gonna say. This is is this bad? This is like bad, but earlier and not as good. Episode one. Yeah. Bad episode one, the Phantom Wire. I mean, it's you know, there's an argument going on here. Yeah, don't hearted. do it. Don't yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah, you can't, can't take me. That's right. Changing a trying to change this cold heart, you know. The cold heart is always associated with something that's unchangeable, unemotional. Yeah, that also reminds me of like quitting cold turkey. It's a lot of cold imagery, which uh, to contrast with all the fire so far. And yeah, I mean, initially I was just writing that you know, the, could this be about temptation and hard heartedness? But I, I think it's more the the drug thing. I like the first line: "Innocent and in a sense, I am guilty of the crime that's now in hand." He's not blameless. I, they've not really ever been associated with drug use. I know, yeah. So, and I think this they they they're not. It's not doesn't appeal to them. I think that this song is it's your thing. It's not mine. Get off my back. Good song. I mean, it's it's filler, but it's good filler. It's 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 fast paced. It doesn't bog the album down. It's, it's almost like they're having this kind of debate, and they're forcing someone to take a side. Yeah. Okay. I mean, a little like bit. a like like a song from war maybe so deep inside a cold fire just that's kind of like like that reminds me of like withdrawal from a drug i i um, mean if i was pinning something and somebody's trying to pin me down i would definitely say this is more of the, like the anti-drug kind of song yeah mm-hmm. unforgettable fire the first single title track dreamy baby dreamy. such a such a great song very dreamy you it know it's dreamy it's, I, a, it's a dream weaver <laughs> As I listen to uh, some of the lyrics here, I kind of just what it reminded me of City of Blinding Lights a little bit. Ah, uh, yeah, I can hear that. Just some of the like the you know, your was it um, ice? Your only river runs gold. The city lights they shine as silver and gold. This Dug is the, the one. Lake. This is like the the photo portrait of Japan. Okay, in song. Right. This is I think the one that he was talking about. Carnival. The wheels fly and the colors spin through alcohol. Oh. It sounds like very much kind of like some of the lines in City of Blinding Lights. Oh, you know. What else you get about this one? Uh I really like the just stream of conscious. I mean, it's not as it's not as uh, free flowing as Elvis Presley and America, but it's. 
I don't you you or I could not pinpoint this is about no I don't th- uh, taking a nap yeah right, on right. Thursday this is not this is maybe it's uh, very important to Bono but mm-hmm. I don't I like that it's so free flowing it, it's it almost seems like he's just walking somewhere yeah. and writing what he's seeing at the yeah moment. if that it's 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 like he's trying to pull down this like feeling you have mm. like that's inside you it's like he's trying to rip it out i read somewhere that ah. there's probably there's some references to psalm 46 in this song psalm 46 that's uh the mountains crumbling uh, disappear into the seas oh, okay god is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble therefore we will not fear though the earth should change though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea though it water though its waters roar and foam Though the mountains tremble with its tumult. Good, good call, Mr. Yeah. Cameron. I never knew that. I, it was just something I discovered so while that, I was researching. That, that last part, and if the mountains should crumble yeah. or disappear into the sea. Which also brings to mind the, the Hiroshima mm-hmm. and the general destructive wars, destruction themes that have already been established. But again, is uh, one of the themes that were kind of underlying the whole thing. Same thing we've been talking about throughout this entire podcast is where is your... Um, what's the word? Salvation or your, oh, yeah. your, 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 definitely. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Where does hope come from? Yeah. Where does it come from? Yeah. From exactly. the sky down. So, that end part is awesome. The Psalm 46 part. I don't know. I, I have no, I have no concrete things. Like this song means a lot to me because of the feelings it makes me feel. And maybe that's just, it's about invoking uh, certain emotions based upon, and it could be simply that something Bono was going through or the band or whatever was going through at the time and just kind of talking about that and this kind of a unforgettable scenery is almost what we're talking about here Ooh. these things that you see that you can't forget you can't forget mountains crumbling into the sea no. um, can't forget like was it Carnival he talks about in here alright what do you think about Promenade I love the circle imagery the fireworks exploding mm. the spiral staircase taking you up um, even the football kind of spinning. That one's a bit of a spread. Uh, that one's a bit of a stretch, but it's uh, the promenade. I guess is the dance, and they're like spinning around, and there's all this circular imagery. It's a really cool imagist poem, I guess. Mm. Trying to remember my English major words, what kind of poem that is. But it, it's you see so many um, images with with what he's saying there. You 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 get a real picture. And I, I, again, I picture that album cover, I, I picture Promenade happening in one of those spirals, mm-hmm. a couple dancing, fireworks going off above. Yeah, one, one of the things that I was reading about this is that the, a lot of people seem to interpret this as a kind of drive-through scenery of a lot of stuff that's going on in in America. It's, yeah, and I can see that. Yes. I can see that, but I cannot say that I've ever heard that, you know, myself. Yeah. Oh, that's that's how I was too. Like I just kind of ran across that as I was kind of researching. Because mm-hmm. we have the barbed wire fence again um, to the higher ground. Yeah, uh, Cherry, you dance with me. Yeah, that's. A, I always thought that was interesting. What is like, that? Cherry is capitalized in the uh, yeah on the YouTube dot com. It's, too. it's not a Lee, and I don't. I don't think you should be messing with this Cherry woman. Bad news. Turn me around tonight, up through the spiral <laughs> staircase to the higher ground. Slideshow, Seaside Town, Coca-Cola, Football, Radio, 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 Radio. Lots of radios. Yeah, so is this like the, the precursor to Joshua Tree? Is this the uh, the first breath of um, exploring that America idea? Yeah, it could be. Well, could be. Yeah. yeah, that's an interesting read on that. 
And then it's interesting because then you might um, this is where it kind of starts you because you're going into what Fourth of July is next. No lyrics, of course, but no lyrics. Um, what's the story? They didn't know they were being recorded. Edge and Adam didn't know they were being recorded. Okay, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, uh, you know, just hit record and wouldn't let them do anything more with it. You know, I I think it's a very nice interlude into Bad too. I think it it, is. it really flows nicely right into that. And um, when you listen on record or or tape, this is what you hear when you turn the side over. Mm. You have that promenade, uh, almost sing songya to some dreamscape, and then this is almost like a morphine <laughs> trip. I don't know what. But the fourth, it's, uh, fourth of July, a, you mean? Yeah, Fourth yeah. of July is a. Uh, it just really decompresses the whole thing, but in a good way. Yeah, like I, it's. It's like hitting restart again. I, I wrote, uh, it feels like we're entering something or emerging or cha- something's changing. Yeah. The, the song yeah. has that feel and it's very dreamful. And they've they've done that on a couple albums, I think. Uh, definitely on uh, No Line on the Horizon, mm. that Fez has this has that kind of breakdown. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fez being born. Uh, okay, maybe that's the only one I can think of that has a breakdown. <laughs> uh, I just, I, I see someone, this is kind of weird, but like... I feel like you listen to Fourth of July with your eyes closed, and I just I see someone kind of relaxed, kind of almost floating, or feel like a sense of floating about it. I know it's kind of you know strange, but it almost has that feeling about it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like drifting off on a on a you know one of those floater things in the pool. Yeah. Yeah. I can oh, yeah. Hear that. That's a Fourth of July activity. Yeah. Right? Maybe. It's also it also ties in with those fireworks from promenade yeah for americans anyway i don't know if they shoot fireworks off in ireland on the fourth of july i doubt they do it on the fourth of july <laughs> i doubt they do too how about and, bad uh what do you even say about oh this that's song? what i like i didn't even write down any notes because i'm just like yeah. I, you what could go you on mean? so long with this one what do you even say about bad i remember the first time i ever heard bad and it was i uh, i picked up wide awake in america you know, yeah. I, I mm-hmm. remember this distinct. I don't remember a lot of things, you know, about like when I got albums, but I just remember picking up Wide Awake in America and just being like, "What is this?" Like in a, in the very good, like, wow, yeah. like wow, like what did I just hear? Like, what is this yeah. thing that just starts out with this kind of quiet, innocent guitar riff and you know, this little? I I love that simple. If I could, yeah, you know, I would. Take this heart of clay. I like that line because, you know, there's someone who's uh, that heart of clay line just gives me that sense of someone who's, uh, you know, broken down. It's yeah. definitely broken down. Yeah. It's definitely at your end of the, at, you know, at the end of the, your, your rope. Mm-hmm. I, there, did, did you watch the Vancouver um, videos when, when the tour first started, the latest tour just started? I watched a lot. I probably don't remember where they were from. It actually but... brought tears to my eyes, the bad, the bad, the version of bad, because, um, he does this thing about if you're struggling with it. He says this thing about if you're struggling with addiction, call someone, talk to someone. You're not alone. It's just really powerful. Wow. And of course, the you know Edge's guitar is going off. It's it's really watch that. It's really emotional. I mean, but anyway, it, just for everybody knows, and I'm sure everybody does know, this song is definitely about the drug use aspect of things. I mean, there's no. This is one of those where it's not left up for a lot of interpretation. They've pretty much have said that every time they talk about it. It's basically, it's a very beautiful, uh, epically gorgeous song about basically saying, if you need to talk to someone, call me. I'm not sleeping, I'm wide awake. That's basically what the lyrics are saying. Like It's someone, you, again, I'm, gonna, I'm, yeah. I'm there to help you. Yeah, you don't have to, 
if I could, I would. Now, gorgeous song. What do, what do we even can say about bad? Very good. Indian Summer Sky. Let's move on. Um, again, I feel like this is a very, this is kind of that beginning of the kind of the Joshua Tree America theme. Yeah, it almost reminds me of uh, In God's Country. Okay, yeah. Absolutely. That kind of uh, guitar part. And I, I got the impression there was a lot of uh, kind of the idea of uh, putting away that kind of impulsiveness of youth in this. Interesting. Uh, that that works with the title. Oh, you think like, so? Uh, yeah, Indian Summer, it's like a, a long, you know, it's warm into October, right? Something like that. To flicker and fade on the longest day so the winds go through your heart, so the wind blows through my soul, you know. You give yourself away to you give yourself to this longest day. You give yourself, you give it all away. It's almost like there's putting they're putting something behind them. Something's changing. Yeah, I can I can see that. I can hear. And that. maybe it's growing up. Maybe it's something, but it's almost yeah. this. You know, so that 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 uh, goes along with the uh, the next chapter, I guess, of uh, what they're up to here. Um, kind of closing that door of the the youthful uh, post pop or post punk band. Yeah, that just kind um, of changing things up and uh, yeah, that, becoming a little cool. more adult. Yeah, so wind go through my heart, so wind blow through my soul. That sounds biblical. Yeah, I'm not sure if it is exact, like if it is an exact verse, but it, it definitely sounds biblical. Uh, more fire imagery, spark that set the flame, flicker and a fade on this uh, the uh, longest and that's, day. Yeah, that was one of the lines too. It's like okay, it's a spark that sets this flame, and then it's flickering and fading away. So there's again, there's this like. You think of that kind of yeah. impulsiveness of youth, this you know roaring yeah. kind of fire. And... But then again, it's an unforgettable fire, yeah. so it'll never fade away or find a way. Elvis Presley in America. I love this song. It's it's a weird song. Like the the title even is kind of strange. <laughs> yeah, because I remember Elvis Presley in America. I remember the first time. Yeah, I, I was like what? what what what's this about? Lots of flashing in here. Black flash, white flash. Oh. It's this is all on the spot. I think the the story is is uh, it's a sort of homecoming backwards okay. and slowed down the backing track. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a sort of homecoming backwards with different words over top. And and I don't think I I think he just stood up there and started singing this, and this is what it came out. That, that this is all. Um, it does. I mean, the, you the, know, I mean, the, these stories behind the songs. I mean, I'm sure are a little bit of print print the story. It might not have exactly been that, but this is the story they go with that uh, Eno just told him to get up there and sing, and this right. is what came out, um, which is cool. It, it goes on a little long. I think it could yeah, have ended it was... a little earlier than it does. But I, it's I thought awesome. the same thing, too. It's, like it's a just great, like great going. song. Yeah. Um, and it's not realized at all. It, it's... It's still cooking on the fryer when it's, you know, taken off the pan, I think. But it's cool. It's a cool moment. And it's not at all, it's not something at all that could be on Boy, uh, October, or War. It it's, captures a moment in this mindset they're in, maybe in the castle. I'm not sure where it was recorded. Right. It's It's definitely a product of what they wanted to do and where they were at the time and it's cool i, I it, it's 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 almost like a song that we shouldn't be um it it, it 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 almost sounds like we're eavesdropping on something that we're not supposed to know about hmm that's interesting and i've always liked that about it it's, so why call it elvis presley in america i don't know does he <laughs> wikipedia says that he read 
the, a sort of scathing autobiography about Elvis and wanted to defend him. But I don't get anything about Elvis out of this song. No, no other than nothing. That's I was even like, like, <laughs> like what do we get? It was you know, I was trying to, and I had you know, I'm a little bit. I like. I mean, I'm aware of Elvis. I have a couple Elvis CDs here. Um, not like a not like a huge fan or anything like that. But I don't get any Elvis or America by the. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of scenery. I don't know. There's stuff about seasides and whatnot, but I like Elvis Presley and America. I I guess the shades of blue. Yeah. And the, I don't, I don't know. know. It's interesting. It's a interesting title to pick up. Anyways, I I just think it's just one of those pure uh, heart heart wrenching mm-hmm. songs that you can't really put your finger on why. You, Maybe that's why he calls it Elvis Presley in America because you can't really yeah. put your finger on those two things either. You know what you would define yeah. as both uh, what Elvis Presley yeah. is and about, and what America is is about. It's not you know it's, there's too many there's too much vast opinion of, of, I, about what America is. You know Elvis is very important to the band. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know there's right. that scene in Rattle and Hum where Larry breaks down talking about Elvis going to Graceland. <laughs> yeah, it was a musical so, journey, I mean, right? <laughs> I wish he was buried somewhere I couldn't have gone. <laughs> <Remember that>? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh wow. Larry. So, um, yeah. Oh, wow. I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine, and I, I like it that way. I love it that way. That's I, I wish they would make an album like this again. I really wish they would. Maybe they will. You, you never Stop know. Stop trying so hard. You never know what songs of experience could be. Let's move on to MLK. I, I think... Uh, this is again. This is the song that goes back to all the things that we've been saying. The common refrain of all YouTube music, or at least throughout, there is, "Your hope comes from above." I mean, whether storm clouds are coming or whatnot, hey, you just gotta let it go, and it'll be taken care of. Kind of idea. I have a quote here. Just a great lullaby. Um, you're not in control of everything. I think that's a lot of what it's saying, and you're not going to be able to control it. You need to just look up and, re- you know, be restful. You know, it's almost like sleep. Yeah, sleep we talked a lot about this on uh, the first, the inaugural podcast, mm-hmm. Let It Rain. Um, yeah. The story I had always heard of this song was that Edge wrote the, well, maybe not Edge, maybe Bono, wrote it on a vacuum cleaner. And that's why it only has two tones. It's it's going between uh, I don't know carpet mode and hard floor mode. That's what the music is. <laughs> yeah, that's I remember that um, hearing that somewhere um, that he wrote it on while he was vacuuming. Hmm. That's why it only has that you know that. That's a crazy story. Like, <laughs> look it up. <laughs> I know I actual. I believe that you're telling me the truth. It's just a crazy story. Like it's, I would never lie. It's just like a that's too. a wild story. Like. Who who writes a song while they're vacuuming? Oh, this is a great idea. I really I like know. the tone here. Um, yeah, yeah, rain will come. It's going to come into your life. Expect it, but there's yeah. comfort for you. So that is why MLK. Oh, I uh, may your dreams be realized. It wasn't didn't they write it in? Well, I just said they wrote it on a vacuum cleaner, and then I was about to give you another story where he wrote it. No, I just kind of I've always been kind of curious about like uh, MLK, you know. Why specifically? You know, is it just because of you know the I have a dream I, speech or? I think he was just a very inspiring figure, for and, him and that's fine. At that point, yeah. yeah. There's a another quote. He says something like, "When I was in my 20s, my hero was Martin Luther King, hmm. and now that I'm in my 30s, it's Coretta Scott King." I I think he was saying that during the uh, 
uh, elevation tour era. Understood. Say, wow. Talking a lot about that. You know, they were very into that. Didn't, didn't you two around this time also sing on that I'm Not Gonna Play Sun City um, song? Yes, yes. Yeah, that's Could the MLK imagery be on his mind because that was the apartheid, apartheid stuff that was yeah, going on in South and Africa? Yeah, um, like the Gandhi image or mm-hmm. the Gandhi reference you said from earlier. Yeah. You know, the, the idea from Pride that... Um, the only way to make change is, is with love and yeah. with nonviolence. And I, I think that MLK just puts the album to sleep. Yeah. And I, I, I really feel like, of course, we, we're, we're looking at this knowing that the Joshua Tree comes out. But right. I, I, it does really feel like um, they're about to do something amazing. Well, here's, here's the interesting thing. Uh, so um, in my six-disc CD player in my car, I put this album Whoa. on and then I have Joshua Tree right after it. And I tell you what, this is Joshua Tree and Unforgettable Fire, and my, uh, it, I, I believe are actually just one album because it literally the last note that you hear in MLK is the first note that you hear, and the first tone that you hear. Shut up! Is that is that true? I'm about to do that right now. If you, look, I'm telling you, listen to MLK where it ends, and then right there where Streets picks up in that beginning tone, it is the same song. I'm telling you, check it out. I'm I'm about to do it. Ooh, I just played them at the same time. I think I think you're right. Yeah. No, that's It's like it ends and then right there where it ends is where where the streets have no name picks up. It's to me it's it's Well, it, it definitely has that vacuum cleaner. Yeah. Sound. <laughs> the vacuum cleaner. But I I thought no, that I was pretty right. pretty amazing. Like I don't know, I think that's intentional. I think there is a I mean, listen to it over time. We got time when we that's talk amazing. next week about Joshua Tree, but that's, that is incredible. That to me is where you know the, all this stuff they're talking about. Oh, it's just, you know it's thematically the same. You know, I think yeah, this is the start. This is like Joshua Tree Light, and really, it's one continuous album. Well, you just you just blew my mind. <laughs> I'm sorry. An album I've been listening to for 25 years hey, now. Hey, it's same here. It just happened to me. Just <gasps> just you know, last week I was sitting there thinking, you know, if it hadn't been for the fact that it was in the C- CD changer and automatically jumped over, that song just. They just started and stopped at the same look. You know, it's the same song or a continuation or whatever. I'm I'm playing the the first and last thirty seconds at the same time. It just sounds like a layer when MLK ends. It just sounds like a layer faded away. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like a new song started. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm telling you. I well, I heard it this weekend. I was blowing my mind too. I was like, what is going on here? Like, you know. And then I was reading these things. Like, yeah, thematically, it's the same albums. Like, getting. Or you know this the you know the same kind of themes and I'm like oh my god Ooh, yeah. it really is or unforgettable fire is like all out of focus and it's starting to cook and then Joshua Tree it's the it all comes together comes together and that's what that's what they and actually that's what said that's what Street sounds like when it starts yeah that's what I'm saying it's right there yeah it, it sounds like th- were you too I can't believe this I is our most amazing song officially blew get ready your mind. <laughs> get ready for the best album of all time. We did not mention yet the um, paying royalties to in ruins. Oh yes, go, go for that. Talk in the once. Talk to the audience about that. Okay, the front cover image that we all know and love, um, Mosby Castle, I think it's called. Yeah, I, sh- I should probably look that up before Mosby. Um, that sort of um, sepia-toned, slightly out of focus image. <laughs> against a maroon background <laughs> was actually not lifted. I don't. I doubt that they were aware that this even existed. 
but um, we'll say borrowed from a book called In Ruins, The Once Great Houses of Ireland. Mm. And we suggest you please Google image that that uh, that book. It looks awfully similar to the cover of The Unforgettable Fire. That's a lesson but for all you aspiring photographers out there. That Yeah, even you, Anton Corbine, got in some trouble for that. They had to pay uh, royalties on um, stealing that, that photo. Cameron and I joked about this. I guess you can't take a picture of a castle. <laughs> you know, it's a copyrighted. <laughs> and in U2's defense, there are no members of U2 on this book cover. Yeah, right. Know. Yeah. There's also no... Is this a piano? I can't... What is this little thing in the front? Are you talking about like the a, book cover or the... The... Album cover. The album cover. There, no, I, it's not a piano. Like, There's like a wheelbarrow. Yeah, what is... Uh, I was trying to figure out, and I see... I can see three of them. Where's the fourth mm-hmm. one? A U2. Because I, I can only see two. Where's... Somebody's where's standing... It looks like, to me, somebody is standing in the archway, like kind of leaning up against it, of the main entrance. It's Bono and Edge. Yeah. See what I'm talking about? Somebody... Maybe that's just a shadow too. I don't know. I think that's a shadow. Yeah, I think it's only Bono and Edge. Yeah, yeah. Larry and Adam got shafted, just like rattling them. They're they're <laughs> anyway. on the they're on the inside. This is a fantastic album. Probably not quite masterpiece level for me, but I think that's more of a personal choice than anything. But great nonetheless. Think about it. It was kind of a risk because they were kind of three albums, kind of put into this um you know they have three albums that are essentially very not i don't want to say similar but certainly not this experimental and paid up paid off and i think this is what allows them later like even during octum baby to be able to take those kind of risks to kind of change things up and not be placed into this box that is you too i think we should uh end the show here now that was a kind of our assessment of Unforgettable Fire. If you want to talk to us about it, please email us, info at u2dismantle.com. We appreciate it, if you would. Yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Next time, I guess we're going to do JT, not Justin Timberlake, the Joshua Tree. Bye, everybody.